Well, hello, Mama. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Bing bong. How are you? Gorgeous. Well, you too. Look at you with the fun things of makeup on. Well, it's radio now. I know, it's radio. Don't no see that face. <laughs> <laughs> but if they could see, I, I do to make myself feel better. Hot cup of coffee there. Hot cup of coffee, second or third one in, I think, D. It's the fuel of the gods, really, it is. Yes. Now you're cutting another slice of this beautiful brown. Can you hear that sewing? It's not wood we're going through. <laughs> D, you're really giving the game away. This is my second, perhaps first. <laughs> Nobody's counting, Kate. Nobody's counting. But you're making that better. You're after putting me off my game now. Um, I have to say, that is the nicest brown bread I've ever had, bar none. Hear that, lads. Now that's a sign of a good good loaf. A good thick <laughs> country loaf. Now that is brown bread that you brought up from? From the Wildfire Cafe in Beachdale Garden Centre. So they're a beautiful little cafe um, just off the New Ross Enniscorthy Road and they're fantastic. Well and Dave has come in of course and hacked a few slabs mm. of, off the brown bread. You also brought up this raspberry jam and I have to say It's amazing. Stop it. It's just so stop it. gloopy isn't it? it just is. full of fruit. I'm looking read the ingredients. You know you're onto a good thing when it only has one, two, three, four things in it. Mm. So no preservatives, not that shite. Mm. So this is what's in it. Raspberry jam. What's in it? Raspberries. Raspberries. (laughs) (laughs) Lemon juice, vanilla essence and a little bit of sugar. Mm. Um, And that's it. Mm, And it. it is the nicest... It's nice. like the jam your granny used to make. That is just delightful. So, my God, yeah, when I'm coming amazing. up to yours the next time, I will be swinging mm. by to get me low. For well, it's bread. funny because I went in just to pick something up on the way to bring with me because, as my mother said, you never go anywhere with your arms swinging. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> your hands hanging. With your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I went in, anyway, um, they were literally pulling the brown bread out of the oven and the smell hit me in the face. It was made, just... Made you weak. Yeah, really weak did. So, it took everything for me on the drive here from an escorty to not reach down I'm actually salivating <laughs> to not reach down pick up the loaf of bread and take a good lump out of it driving so one hand one hand because you know <laughs> multitasker hello absolutely you are a new mum so yes you know all about that so my name is Deirdre and I'm Kate and um, welcome to the podcast and I suppose this is a podcast of just general chitty chatty mm. two Irish mammies two Irish mammies in, in the wilds of Ireland yes exactly in their late 30s <laughs> okay Kate <laughs> why do you keep saying that I don't know why I keep saying that I'm staring down the barrel of 40 <laughs> and let me tell you fit fierce at 40 is not happening for Deirdre at the moment <laughs> fierce alright and feckin tired <laughs> I'm I'm a year behind you, Dee. Yeah, oh, so rub it in. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm actually a year in a month, but we won't pick bones. Yeah, and you don't have any grey hairs, so really... Uh, but you're not looking close enough, look. <laughs> They're there, believe me. My sister keeps saying, when are you going to dye your hair? 
Oh. You need to start dyeing your hair. Right, when your mother says, now dear, dear, stop dyeing your hair, just let it go grey. Oh, you know you're in trouble. No, that's not good. Did she say that? She goes, you're just going to have to let it go. Come on. Come on. And I'm like, hell to the no, you know, because there's no way I'm going to look like you, mum. Mm. I'm, I'm not I'm not ready. You're nearly 70. Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah. come on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've got 30 years here to play with Jesus, you know. But um, I suppose, you know, for the people who are maybe tuning in, I know we've already launched into brown bread and uh, and we're to go for a good raspberry jam but I suppose you know we're deciding to do this podcast just as a way of first of all catching up with each other and recording it and as Dave and Justin our respective better halves have always said we always take over the conversation when the four of us get mm-hmm. together it just ends up being me and you talking mm-hmm. and then they're like you should be recording this yeah so we're doing it mm. whether anybody listens or not yes so to the one person who is listening hello 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 welcome you? yes pull up a chair mm. i'll pour you a cup of coffee mm. i'll hug over oh, open a slice of bread for you absolutely it's here it's out of the oven and it's it's good to go so we're both mums newly um New accomplished mothers, mothers. Yeah. um do you have twins twins elliot and sadie absolutely twins big long journey to get to this point but um we gave birth we we there's no we i <laughs> i gave birth by cesarean section on the 16th of january this year so as of tomorrow they were 16 weeks old yeah and it's been brilliant yes. and hard and all of the stuff in between mm. and yourself you're a new mum too Kate. a new mum too and again a long journey to get there too and Beatrice is seven and a half months she'll be eight months actually at the end of this month and what a beautiful little thing she is yeah, she's gorgeous they're all gorgeous um and we met god how long has I it been i don't know it's been a few years anyway but it was mad because um dave is a photographer dave is Yes. husband and I'm a makeup artist uh, primarily and we met at a wedding and you were recording that's right you were doing video weren't you I was yeah. I, I was with Dave wow that is going back a long time that was Waterford Castle it was wasn't it yeah um, so I just showed up I was kind of like lurking in the basically getting in the way yeah. um, of Dave's creativity and um, he all you could hear is Dave Dave <laughs> Get out of the way, and my head was stuck in every what? What are you saying? What? Where? And I, and I, myself. I was always in the shot, or walking across the room, or doing something, and oh, geez, it was a disaster. So we're not doing that anymore. But that's where we knew met, I think, for the first. But you had already known Dave, isn't that right? I had known Dave, not, probably not very well though. Had like just met him on the circuit, right. and um, really liked him. And um, then you were there with Dave one day, and we sat down, had a started chat. talking, and we. Had haven't stopped since no and here we are sitting in my kitchen it's a beautiful summer's day outside the birds are twerping away um we've got Bea parked outside the kitchen door in the pram she's gone to sleep my two Dave's taken over inside in the sitting room with all hell's breaking loose in there (laughs) yeah he's got the dog and the twins in there he's clawing at the glass door that's it you know he's in a state of panic I can see the sweating bullets from here Um, and the dog is looking at me going when are you coming in there's chaos happening (laughs) help me (laughs) Um, we were just saying that just recently actually so since we had the twins and they were 16 weeks as I said already we have gone through well over a thousand nappies in changes like just nappy changes the constant nappy changing and when we take the bin out at the end of the week the weight of that bin full of shit (laughs) 
it up is, but the way, and it's amazing how much it weighs, you yes, know? And I know. I mean, if we get charged for the weight of the bin, we'll be broke. <laughs> we'll have nothing left we'll in the bank, lads. <laughs> to buy the nappies with. We'll <laughs> be back to cloth nappies, can you imagine? No, oh my God. But um, funny, you mentioned cloth nappies. Myself and Dee were pregnant at the same time. Yes. We, there was an overlap there. And near the end of my pregnancy, we started talking about, you know, using... Oh, we're both God. big environmental people. Yes. Very uh, conscious very of... Very conscious of not... I suppose uh, reducing your footprint or being mindful of that we're all here on planet Earth. There's only one of us and, um, you know, we all have a responsibility to do what we can um, to, to protect it, mm. you know. But having twins... And using disposable nappies is not one way of doing it. No, I mean, it was funny. And, uh, you know, at the time, we were, the two of us were literally like, let's do the talk nappies. nappies. But that's ignorance, Kate. That is ignorance. That's coming and from you know, optimism. I think, I think it's amazing if you can do it. Yeah. I swear to God, hats off. It's something that I think is the most wonderful thing to do yeah. for the environment. And um, But Jesus Christ, would I be able to do it? Absolutely not and I remember you talking about yeah. not using nappies at all because this whole yes. thing yes this whole thing I was there going David you know it's the, yeah, the twins yeah, and everybody was saying I mean just the pure ignorance of like not knowing oh, what it's know. like even though everybody tells you mm-hmm. you will not have time no. you, are, you will not have time and I was off in this whimsical world of saving the environment cloth diapering my children and breastfeeding at the same time I mean I was going to be super mom oh yeah of course none of that happened no <laughs> none of that happened and better still not even using cloth diapers letting them go diaper free which is what you were talking diaper about diaper free and the fact that um, you can train your child what's it called now I'll have to look this up but it's called something like um, free evacuation or something like that basically they're not diapered mm-hmm. and they learn not to do it on themselves that if you hover them over the toilet now I'm talking newborns mm. and you start making a whooshing sound they should be able to eliminate without kind of using diapers at all yeah. now who is going to do well, that? well I think if you've got freshly new carpets down in your new home day yeah. you'd be out of your rocker absolutely and look it was hard enough training the dog not to pee on a carpet <laughs> two kids not to poop and pee everywhere forget about it and since Elliot's entered the world as soon as you take that nappy off it is game it's on. anyone oh, it shoots totally. you in the eye yeah you take the eye so you. you need to put on safety goggles so you can win changing a nappy with him it's just all hell breaks all the time so no that went out the window pretty quickly mm-hmm. I remember decorating um, Bea's nursery uh, I mean even the fact that you would call it a nursery it's her bedroom you know um and I had oh it was beautiful and it is beautiful you know it's it dark is just gorgeous and beautiful kind of a faux fur sheepskin throw on the very floor. practical very practical <laughs> a, there, I, I got this gorgeous like a wicker side table with a big hole in the middle of it now it's designed that way but uh, you know my sister I have three sisters older sisters and between them they have 11 kids and one by one they came in to the nursery and and said ah Jesus Christ where are you going (laughs) good luck now with that sheepskin rug because you'll be I'll tell you what's going to happen there and I come 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning you'll be on your hands and knees not a stitch on you with your boobs flapping one end of the corner to the next taking puke out (laughs) (laughs) 
so true. But that's the difference. You just want every. We have this Instagram so world, Pinterest world, Pinterest world of being perfect. Yeah, being right? perfect. And the reality yeah. is, there's going to be shite on that one day. Oh, yeah. And the morning that you have yeah. had no sleep, and you're like that fucking shit's getting around. You just throw it on the fire. I'm done with it. I know. Or it'll, you know, it's just the impracticalities yeah. of just general life and what yeah. I envisioned yeah. motherhood to be. Oh, uh-huh. And doesn't matter who tells you how no. hard it is until you're. Oh, no, you, you and you know no what? Idea. You know what? You kind of just for anyone who is pregnant out there. Just do what you want to do. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Because actually, that is part of the fun of it. It is part of the fun of... Learning. Learning and anticipating and enjoying and looking back. And, like, I would never say to anybody, oh, now, don't be at that now, because you may as well be... You're at the lighthouse doing that because it is part of it. And just get into it and do what you want to do and and be done with it, you know, and and you learn quick enough. or, Or not. You know, it might work for you either. Yeah. But I remember buying two beautiful sets of the most gorgeous highest thread count Egyptian white cotton sheets for Jesus for the for the cot no not for the cot for, for our bed right? Did you? yeah for our bed is this because the baby was coming you're saying I need Egyptian cotton yeah, sheets well, on the bed yeah I just I think I, we, are, we also bought a new mattress so I just and I'm really glad we did that it was just I knew I'd want a level of comfort you know once the baby was born just and I knew I'd be spending a lot of time in bed and and the baby sleeps with you guys so she does in the bed yeah she does which wasn't something that actually we decided you know um, it just kind of happened yeah. naturally and that's just and I always said that whatever whatever we do as soon as it's not working we're not doing it anymore okay but it's working so we'll just and working in terms of do the three of you get Solid night sleep? No. <laughs> Justin. 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 He never wakes up. Um, no, sorry, Justin. I know you're not here to defend yourself, but Jesus Christ, you could sleep through a fire. Don't like, you even get me started no, on the other fella. No. Oh my God. They just don't hear it. Um, and you know, that's grand, right? I think naturally, as a woman and as a mother, your natural instinct is really, you know, as soon as you hear a movement or it's that unreal, kind of, isn't it? you know, you just, you do, you want to get up. And, you know, like Justin will often do the night feeds as well. And um, especially in the early days, I remember like, you know, we'd be going to bed and we'd be delegating who's doing what feeds. And I'd be thinking, OK, it's Justin's night tonight. That's amazing. I'm going to get such good sleep. No, you don't. He does when I'm on. Yeah. He doesn't even wake up. But as soon as he's, as soon as she starts stirring, I'm up. And before I know what I'm doing, I'm up <laughs> making the friggin' bottles yeah. for Justin. So he doesn't have to get out of bed. I mean, what <laughs> the f? Yeah, Who does that? Oh, look here. You are talking to the preacher to the choir because there is no downtime. When look, so I have twins, right? We know that. And when they came home from the hospital, I had this whole thing of like. You co-sleep with Bia. And I would love to have that bonding with the babies. But of course, we don't have a big enough bed for the four of us. Mm. So the second best thing is to stick the four of us into one room. (laughs) Hell to the no. (laughs) I think for the first... First of all, I was five days in the hospital. And when I came out, I I turned mental. (laughs) 
just through sheer lack of no sleeping mm. no sleeping whatsoever yeah. the kids were feeding every two hours mm. and I was up and Dave would come in in the morning bounce in at 10 o'clock after having a nice like long tigger. sleep in yeah. yeah ready to seize and I'd been up all night 45 minutes sleep trying to breastfeed one and bottle feed another and in tears going <laughs> I can't do this you know and then when we got home don't even get me started the hoover wasn't uh, taken out the five days I was in there wasn't milk in the fridge the sheets hadn't been changed I was only saying that yeah. that's a man's view he's like what what's I the problem know. what's you know I'm I thinking know. you couldn't oh, deepen hoover I know Dee I remember nearly crying when I came home from hospital my mum and my sister-in-law Sharon had um, come into the house and they had taken all the sheets off the bed knowing now I know that Justin like I I gave birth in the coom so Justin was having to work from home and it was really busy at that time and travel up and down to the hospital so I know he was under a lot of pressure however yes um, so mum and Sharon had come in and taken the sheets off the bed brought mum brought them home and ironed them with Lavender essential oil. Oh my god, I love your mother. I that's thoughtful. N- my, that's the best I, gift. That was the best gift I ever got. Oh I swear god. to God. So the whole place smelled of lavender, but the rest of the house was, was like dirty, festering pit of <laughs> it was awful dust and you know dog hair. You come home. <laughs> there was dog hair and dog paws all over our white couch. Oh. Okay, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I would. I lost it. Though. I did too. I just went berserk. Yeah, and you feel bad because you know, you know. Well, actually, do you feel bad? Well, I, I did feel bad because I knew he was under pressure, and also I knew that. No, I no, no. I don't, I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! Did justify it? Actually, I, I have said I have said since Steve that yeah. please God, if I'm lucky enough to get pregnant again, yeah, when I come home from the hospital, there'll be a list. There will be a list be nailed to someone's forehead. <laughs> but actually, no. What I said was, I don't want presents. I don't want gifts. All I want is a cleaner. Yeah, I want yes. a cleaner. Yeah. I want somebody or a bunch of people to pool money together uh, so I have a cleaner once a week who will literally hoover and wash the floors yes. change the bed sheets because you yes. need to have them changed regularly yes. um, especially when you come home from hospital I think it's yeah. just it's such a comfort to have your sheets clean oh absolutely um, do the bathroom yes and um, yeah that would do me to be honest like I remember even I think even like when Bia was eight or nine weeks so we were a good bit in and I couldn't tell you how long has it been since the floor was hoovered? Oh, God. Look, I hear you. And I have a dog that kind of used to sleep in the bed. Mm. Oh, my God. So when the four of us were in the back bedroom, so the two kids were in the same cot, mm. you know, and then Dave was in beside me, and we were at the double bed and the cot inside, the two kids in the same I didn't get a wink of sleep either. So I was looking forward to coming back out of the hospital where you don't get any sleep, come into a filthy festering hole, you know, after being in the hospital and losing your mind going, I want everything to be just perfect for, so I don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. I can just focus on the kids. Mm. And then going to bed every night and like you were saying, the, the men like don't hear it. You are on high alert all yeah. the time. Added to which... Look at that field over there. There's baby lambs jumping about and it's only recently that they've just started lambing. So now I'm like, is that a child? Oh no, it's a lamb. 
is it, is it a lamb? Oh no, it's a child. You know, and I'm tripping demented and it's non-stop and I'm like a meerkat in the middle of the bed. David? David? Is that a... You know, and I'm, I'm in on top of the kids the whole time oh, no. looking over the cot. Are you alright, lamb? <laughs> Are you breathing? Are you breathing? Are you do- and fussing and doing so controversially. I know you're still sleeping with me, but we never did the co-sleeping thing because basically there wasn't enough for it. No, I um, couldn't do it with two either, do you? Oh God, no. Jesus, I'm hard enough to get into the bed with Dave. Let yeah, <laughs> alone share it with any other bedfellow. Don't touch me! <laughs> get away! <laughs> and then um, we moved out of that room because I wasn't getting any sleep. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting any sleep. And you know, like any mother out there will tell you, sleep it's golden oh my god it is everything it is just a precious few hours Mm. mum used to come over and I would say thank god Mm. I have to go upstairs for sleep now Dave didn't need an afternoon sleep because of course he can sleep through everything right whereas I am on high alert the mammy years are up I can't relax any little snuffle I'm over the over the cot hanging over the cot checking out you know I'll get you up no I'll put you down do you need an appy change oh my god I'm driven to bed I know so that precious few hours in the afternoon go for a nap but we moved out of the room the kids stayed there and we were back in our own bedroom and the kids mm. are staying in there and it's working out lovely mm. it, lovely in terms of okay there's one setback is that I have to go and put the dummy in Sadie's mouth all the time so that means physically getting up out of the bed going across the hall you know going down the hallway to the bedroom trying to open it quietly not to disturb the other twin Elliot and fish around in the dark for this fucking dummy Don't. and stick it in her Talk to me. And in her ear <laughs> in her ear that's <laughs> my mother my mother god love her she's what you know when you're 68 or say oh god I bet you she, she's 66 but when she comes over to babysit this dummy drives her demented because mm-hmm. she's up and down the stairs in the dark trying to fish around with this dummy and she ends up sticking it in the child's ear more take often it, take, than it. Than <laughs> take it take it there take you it. go now love sticking it in her ear and the child going eh, eh, eh. <laughs> there you go go on now <laughs> Take the dummy. <laughs> and then she realised oh, I'm really nowhere near the mouth, you know. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, I hear you. So the dummy is the big controversial issue. Mm. To, to dummy or not to dummy? To dummy or not to dummy. I still don't know. Like, yeah. Bia takes a dummy as well. And it's been, it was brilliant at the start in terms of, like, it just she's just settled so easily with it. Yeah. However, there, like, she... Yeah, well, she will mooch during the night, and as soon as she starts mooching, it's because the dummy has gone out, and yes. she won't be able to settle. She'll just flail, like yes. literally flail in between the two of us. Yeah, and then we both start like myself and Justin are flailing on the other side. Yes, and um, yeah, so there's a battle there during the night over a period of time where I have to go and look for the dummy, and yeah. As you were saying, yeah. the head underneath the duvet, yeah, the arse, arse up, up in the, the air. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Do you have another one there beside you? Should have a bucket of spare dummy. A bucket of dummy. Take it. Take them all. Throw them out over. <laughs> Take anything. When you shake out the duvet in the morning, 50 dummies. <laughs> that, that actually happened this morning. Yeah. Hilarious. I found the uh, 50 missing dummies. There they are. Hello. <laughs> Firing across the room as you shake out the duvet. Yeah. Oh, God. The dummy is one of those things that either the child will take it or it it won't like mm. Elliot is just not interested in the dummy at mm. all and will literally spit it back out at you yeah. whereas from the get go I didn't even give Sadie a chance it was stuck in there as soon as she opened her mouth and there might be a squawk coming I'm like take the dummy you know yeah. you're you're not ready for a feed yet mm. so it, it's a good um, pacifier uh, 
to help them cross over to sleep. Yeah. But also it's a good bridge if they are hungry mm. and it's not quite their feed time. That's or, right. Or you need to bite sometimes because you're feeding another child. In my yeah. case, you know, here, take the dummy. Yeah. You know, I think whatever works to soothe the baby. Yeah. Who are we to judge? You yeah. know, and it's but it's mothers that do the most critiquing of other mothers. A hundred percent. And you know, since having a baby, I'm really aware of that. And I am such a believer B is now taking solids. So this is just an example. So to baby led wean or not to baby led wean or to puree or not to puree. Who gives a damn? Yeah. Like the baby will tell you. Yeah. There are some babies who will pick up food happily and will do much better with that than, you know, feeding them puree. And there are other babies who will love puree food and love being spoon fed. Yes. And read your baby yes yeah they'll tell you don't stop reading books and stop you know I had to tell myself that as well because I suppose when you're pregnant it's the the one thing that you do a lot of is read because you're trying to garner some kind of control over a very unknown and and terrifying situation that you're about to you know to uh, enter into but um, yeah just throw the books out the window and just do your thing and read your baby yeah you know, they, they'll tell you. They will. Yeah. And that's the thing is that um, when do you start feeding them solids? Like when is... When they're hungry. When, when they're... Yeah. yeah. So like when... I, I don't know. Like uh, she didn't start till... Like some parents, their babies are naturally hungry from four and a half, five months. Yes. Um, Bea wasn't. She wasn't a huge feeder ever really. Yeah. Um, but then she started, it was really funny. Once she hit six months, really, she started watching what myself and Justin were eating. It was really? so She was fascinated. Funny, fascinated. Yeah. And would love watching our mouths move. Looking at your mouth hole going, is there a cake going yeah. in there? <laughs> and of course there never was. No. Ever. I just don't eat terrible things. It's like cake. Yeah. Uh, Carrots. So my mouth, needless to say, was constantly on the move. <laughs> Carrots and celery. And What's hummus. going in there now? Oh, more hummus. Hmm. Um, but yeah she used to watch and be just fascinated and I found that really fascinating that you know naturally these little people are coming around to their own stages themselves yeah wow without a book telling you you know that they're ready or whatever but then she used to start grabbing she used to start grabbing stuff off our plates and I thought okay this she's curious and she's yeah yeah it's time and I said to my mum one day so she was probably six months old she had spent mum had taken over she had spent or she was babysitting her and I said to my mum you know I think I think Beatrice is ready for feeding now I think she's ready to be weaned and mum starts smirking and she said yes I think she is and I said why are you smiling well she may or not she may or may not have had a little bit of ice cream today <laughs> it's so funny I said what for god's sake she hasn't even eaten anything you're feeding her ice cream pure pure sugar so and I you know what yeah terrible like not ideal but yes. she's she's still alive yeah she's grand yes, you know let's not split this oh stuff. Jesus it's so funny your mother fed me her first taste of ice cream I know because my mother was only just talking oh. about um, oh Larry my youngest brother the prince yeah uh, prince Larry. I remember the first thing that we gave Larry was a bit of ice cream a taste of I'm thinking they all did it though god times have changed I right? know now it's all on it's oh my god get the mother police out the mother the police yeah, the ice mother cream police. sugar yeah. is the enemy yeah and let's talk about breastfeeding because this oh. is another I, I mean we have a very similar journey I'm still not over it Kate mm. I'm still uh, feel like 
I don't know. I let somebody down. So funny thing is, is that you go into motherhood with the best intentions. You know, as that as that old saying says, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and that is the the god honest truth. So I was there, pregnant with twins, right, thinking, I'm looking good. amazing. No, by the way, talk about just, big bird, no, especially when I wore that uh, yellow jumper. <laughs> I was huge. And they huge. really, you be anyway, go on. Uh, but it's nice to get to know my feet again, mm-hmm. I have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, old friends, I can mm-hmm. see you now. I've you know. missed you. <laughs> I've missed clipping your nails. But the breastfeeding was one of those things I was adamant I was going to do. For two reasons the health of my babies, of course. But secondly, it was a cheap way of a breast reduction. <laughs> My sister, I have been cursed with a big, beautiful breasts, voluptuous, gorgeous, sexy body, right? <laughs> and the boobs were the bane of my life. And I thought, oh God, well, there's if there's one way <clears throat> getting rid of these yolks now, it's the breastfeed. Mm. And uh, but it didn't work out. No, they make them. It makes them twice as big. By uh, the way, I jest by the, the the breast reduction thing, but really it didn't work out because breastfeeding twins is near on impossible. Plus, you might go in there thinking I'm going to breastfeed. You don't. There's no manual. It doesn't always work out. Then there's this whole letdown thing, and you know it it happens differently for different people. And and you've had a section. I had a section. Yeah. Um, Sadie took to the breast no problem she's a great feeder hasn't you know she's never had a problem feeding Uh, I could put her on the breast I could put her on the bottle she's going to take her milk whatever way it comes poor old Elliot though um, was taken off to Skibu when he was born and so he just couldn't take to the breast he was so so weak and so small he had low sugars he had low blood sugar and Bia had the same she did yeah so they put him on a bottle Mm, without consultation they just stuck the bottle in and he was fed and he was fed every two hours you know it was it was constant and to even just get him to take an I guess it's like that there is a reason for that and it's very important and they're under pressure in there too Um, you know they want to get their, their blood sugar they want to get their three readings um, yes. above or at what the levels should be at in order for her not to or them not to you know have to have further intervention interventions. Um, so there's there's a reason for that and it is important however I also I felt very robbed of the fact that I wasn't given an alternative um, around you know, not feeding be a formula, or yeah. if I had to do that, then to use a cup or a syringe, which yes. looking back, I think maybe might have helped. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, I suppose the point is that there weren't any options there. And, uh, you know, it was so foggy. I mean, I was trying to feed um, Sadie and there was sometimes that, you know, you're, you're so engorged, nothing is happening. She's not getting any, you know... Um, She's not getting fed at all because you know, I know that she's not latching on properly. There was this whole issue. Um, and then every time I asked, you know, I knew that I was engorged. I knew I had to do something and nothing was, was working for me. And I was in pain. And it was only a nurse that came in and went, oh, my God, we're going to have to do something here, like, you know, to express it out. And I had to ask and beg, please, can I bring in my own breast pump, you know, from home saying, like, look, I, I need to start using this breast pump because... I something's not working for me in terms of, of, of Sadie being on the breast all the time. I just need to release it and then she's able to latch on properly because they were so engorged. Engorged, yeah. Um, but also I was thinking, you know, if I could express, poor Elliot could have some. Like, little mm-hmm. Elliot could have some of the breast milk and that's what I was, I was fixated 
so much on it it was driving me demented mm. you know he needs a, he needs a breast milk he needs a breast milk mm. I was so fixated on and so what I found is when I got home I was breastfeeding one child you know trying to breast pump also formula feed as a substitute so there was no off time it was so, just so you're fun. also pumping and then pumping. feeding yeah. so you're double feeding there mm-hmm. and that's difficult enough with single a single baby than it is with, with two yeah. and you're trying to breastfeed because you're still trying to breastfeed on top of that so you're treble feeding yeah. and what kills me the most with pumping was the washing up and the sterilising yeah. so you had four jobs to do and you're doing it for twins yeah it was it was insane I again that was another thing that kind of drove me to the brink of insanity yeah until I just let every two to three hours as well yeah that, that cycle you know and getting up in the middle of the night and just being sleep deprived trying to do this being sore recovering from a scar you know you've been cut open um, getting your mind around the fact that you're a mother and you're responsible for two babies like it was so overwhelming mm-hmm. that to even give in and say I can't do this anymore I cannot do the breastfeeding now something has to give it was such a huge decision I felt like I was failing mm. I, I, I failed I didn't try hard enough I should you know and I got to probably about week six and I went to see the, the, the community nurse and they were like how are you doing you've got the twins how's it all going are you breastfeeding and all the rest mm. of it and I was telling them my struggle of like look between the breastfeeding the breast pumping feeding bottle feeding then to substitute because I'm not making enough milk for two she was like, look, just pack it in. You've done enough now, pack it in. And I just needed that green light from somebody to yeah. say, it's okay, let it go. Mm. But it was a very hard decision. You know, it was very hard. You are just, you're so vulnerable and you're so stripped back and you're in this really um, odd place where it, you're very isolated. It doesn't matter what level of support system that you have I had an amazing support system but you're still doing that on your own yeah um, with your baby and so you know if you find somebody like your community nurse or for me it was my lactation consultant um and they're telling you something that you are so relieved to hear yeah like you're clinging on to them going you get me you see me I, you know where I'm coming from um you're amazing but look I've kind of just (laughs) getting over accepting you have to leave that go and move on for Mm. everybody's sake Mm. you can't keep harboring and that is it and I think that is key you know ideally it's amazing to be able to breastfeed and would I try it again 100% however when it gets to the point where your mental state is under pressure yeah you need to step back and look and see what is causing it, what's happening, what can make your life that bit easier, what's going to ease that pressure valve, and just do it. Yeah. So you just take the next best step. And if that means that you stop breastfeeding, then that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I think um, we are under so much pressure to to breastfeed but not and i think you're under so much pressure to breastfeed absolutely but just to be perfect like that uh, level of trying to be the perfect mother because let's be clear if you look at instagram and all the rest like people only ever post the great stuff that's going on they're never they're never going to post when they're knee deep in green poo and puke and sleepless nights and going oh my god you know 
And that is the reality of motherhood. And that is the the, the reality. There, it's blessed in some ways because you, you know you are you're you're on this journey, but it is so overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. And the breastfeeding is only one level of that because that's the one you are solely responsible for the survival of your mm-hmm. baby. And when you when you give that responsibility over to somebody else, i.e., you take on formula or whatever it is, um, and accept that it's not going to be you. Anybody could feed them, <laughs> you know. Um, you 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 release some of the control and mm. uh, and I think that it, it is good in one sense because you can share the load but it's that I felt the pressure of n- not being perfect mm. not not being the perfect one I couldn't do it mm. and uh, and I probably did it to myself but mm. also just buying into all of this this motherhood thing that's being put out there right now I think you know that you know this is what it is to be a perfect mom you've mm-hmm. got to have the house looking beautiful and the children dressed in this no. you'd be lucky if my children are dressed you know yeah. in anything but a baby girl yeah. you know what I mean but and once I gave in to all of that nonsense and just going stop just stop because you are going to make yourself sick you know um, and you have to look after yourself because you can't look after the two if you mm-hmm. don't just stop um, so stop the breastfeeding stop worrying stop with all of that stuff mm. and just let it go let and it go yeah things start to settle down they, they do yeah, yeah well, I think once you're okay with the house being an absolute mess mm. and once you know that your hair probably won't be brushed from one end of the day to the next that you will probably in those early days when you're feeding pumping breastfeeding bottle feeding whatever that you're walking around with very little on you and yeah. you know your boobs swinging I'm saying a lot about swinging boobs in this podcast <laughs> be of no illusion <laughs> be under no illusion that my boobs don't swing <laughs> like pendulums kicking <laughs> them out of the way yeah, I'm coming Pat the postman I've just reminded but my postman is actually called Pat so hello mine. Pat is he really That's a, does he have a cat no <laughs> mine does no she probably doesn't <laughs> sitting up at the top of the van yeah. um, but he used to drive in and I couldn't have given a rat's toot who, who knocked at the front door not at all I'd answered no problem nothing on me the only, dressing gown open <laughs> dressing I haven't even a dressing gown I had knickers on that would be <laughs> it and it wasn't one of those fancy knickers either it was the maternity one it was one of them ones <laughs> a grey one <laughs> it's um, all about comfort it's so funny though you just it's and there's something there is something lovely about that it's very primal it's very wild yeah um <clears throat> And it's very natural, you know, yeah. to just you're in your your most raw, natural state, yeah. and there is something really, really beautiful about that. Yes, maybe not to pat the postman. But <laughs> to me, I I did treasure yeah. that. You did know, you? I did. Yeah, no, okay. I did. It's okay, Pat. These aren't breasts. Yeah. I'm feeding my child. It's These okay. are machines. <laughs> machines. <laughs> Let's talk about the breast pumping. The breast it's the most pumping. degrading thing. Mm. And I felt like, I mean, I'd say to Dave, I'm way off to the milking parlour. Watching Netflix, rocking in, in, you know. But, yeah, no, it is. so awful. It really is that whoever invented it has to be a man. (laughs) Having said that, whoever invented it, I think, what a feckin' genius. Yeah. Like, I often did think of that. I just used to keep thinking, you know, because I was, I really suffered with, like, a lot of plugged, blocked milk ducts and... Um, breast infections and um, you know volume of milk and one boot gave more milk than the other and yes. 
infectious or yeah. when I had mis- you know a breast infection that I would have to use a lot of heat warm um, water compresses yeah. and then cool it down yeah. I had a little bout of mastitis it's the worst oh my goodness oh my god it was just agonising horrendous yeah you know the shower just was like pleasure pain kind of like it needs to happen you know to relieve some of this stuff but it was with cabbage leaves apparently is amazing did you you try the cabbage leaves I did yeah I mean I never got a full blown I never got full blown mastitis but I used to always be on the verge of breast infections I actually used to take a lot of homeopathy um, remedies which was fantastic for me Pulsatilla I think it was no, it wasn't Pulsatilla, it was Phytolaca, which always just nabbed it, it wow. in time. Without yeah. going down the antibiotic route. Yeah. I went down the antibiotic route because um, I didn't know any different. <laughs> went straight to the doctor, this one sore, infected breast, and I was like, oh my God. But in the meantime, the only alternative thing I did was do the cabbage leaves thing and stick it in the fridge. And you know, and it, it, it literally cleared, cleared up overnight. Mm. You know, it was it was you know fantastic um but oh my god i suffered for a couple of days before i actually cottoned on to i think there's a problem here (laughs) it's not going away it's actually getting worse and it's amazing how quickly it comes on yeah you know um and overnight then it really got inflamed and oh it's just the worst and you just feel horrific you do you do um and yet you're kind of wrapping it all up to i'm so sleep deprived i'm i'm sore anyway everything is sore you know um that you really don't have time to focus on yourself you, the way you would have yeah. previously you and know? you just think yeah i remember you know i was um Bea never laughed. She just, she was never, she never, even in the recovery room, she never ever was able to latch for yeah. whatever reason. And I do, like, part of me put it down to the fact that she was given bottles from very early on. So yes. she never had a chance. She was very sleepy when she was born as yes. well. So she was too tired or too weak nearly. To That's exactly it. like Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. latch on. And then, anyway, you know, whatever. I don't know what happened, but it, it just never happened. So I went into full-time pumping within, I'd say, six weeks of trying. But I had spent six weeks of going to three lactation consultants um, each of them amazing but couldn't figure out what the problem was but on, on the third and final lactation consultant um, who was amazing she just uh, took a look at me and she said have you got a breast infection because my boobs were so red and just yeah. angry looking yes. and I was like no no they're always that colour <laughs> and um, she said no I don't know I think you're just you're ready like it's you're on the verge there's a brewing infection there but basically I was so under par but I never realised it I just kind of accepted that that was part of the process of like how I should be pain. feeling isn't that amazing that we just kind of go oh okay this is my this life is now. my life now. <laughs> it's going to be sore and it's, I'll struggle on until somebody yeah, says, no, no. It's not supposed to be green and, you yeah, know, there's a problem looking here. like that, there's something serious around. So she just said really kindly, you need to give yourself a break. You need to get that infection cleared up. You need to just enjoy your baby and, you know, continue giving her your breast milk via bottles. Yes. Uh, until you feel well enough mentally because I, I was crying, like I was really upset, you know. Of course, yeah. Until you feel ready to kind of start the whole process of trying again. Because uh, every time I fed her, I felt like such a failure. Like it just, you know, the most natural thing in the world. And I couldn't do it. It was another thing in motherhood that I felt I was really just not 
um, successful at. And that's the way. That's exactly the way I felt. I just was yeah. like, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm failing failure. already, and I've yeah. only just started. Um, the, of a simple basic thing that you just think everybody can do it. Yeah. I mean, that is what they're there for. Yeah. They're there to 100%. breastfeed. I mean, it's the most natural thing, and you can't do it. You can't kind of get yeah. get get it together. I never even thought about breastfeeding until the day it had been yeah, and. I just thought she like I thought I literally thought all you had to do is lift your top and yeah. then same that was it that was it it was just going to be they're there that's what they're there for it's the most natural thing in the world it's going to be okay and I'm going to be brilliant at it yeah you know yeah. so and it wasn't for me it wasn't a case of you know um yeah I think you know obviously I think breast milk is nutritionally amazing I think it's there's nothing like it um but for me, it was more a case of I wanted that experience of being feeling really close to my baby sure. and to really want to give her that part of me. I wanted yes. so badly to give give her me. Yes. Um, but and, and I think that's what I was most devastated about. Was yes. That I, I, I couldn't do that for her. Yeah. But really, I really believe now that she's six months, or almost eight months actually, <laughs> I believe that she is not that baby. She's so independent. Yeah. She's not a snuggly baby. Um, she doesn't look for comfort like that. So there was a huge lesson in that for me in that I needed to read my baby. And my sister came in once I'd kind of gone to the lactation consultant and, you know, she just said, just, you know, lay off lay off yourself a little bit and give yourself a break and after I think 10 days of um, having met her um, and I had tried to start feeding her again and my sister came in and she just said Kate just stop yeah and I cried from my toenails out through my eyeballs I just I, I was so devastated I like that coupled with hormones yes you know I just I, I just could not it was such a grief for me to, to not to have had to make that decision but and Justin was amazing like he really was amazing he never said to me you need to stop now yeah he always supported me and went along and you know every time I went to feed her he would put the nipple shields on he would he would he did everything he would try and latch her and position her and you know but once I had made that decision he said I think that's I think you've made the best choice for both you and Bia yeah and like she was grand she was fine she, it didn't bother her it's mostly it's mostly again getting ourselves caught up in I'm, I'm failing already beating ourselves up mm. about you're not doing the right mm. thing when really as you were saying it's read, looking, your baby. read your baby yeah. it's okay let it go yeah it, it's whatever works and as my very good friend says keep it simple keep just it keep simple. it simple yeah. why are you complicating things for yourself mm. you don't have time for complicated mm. just keep it simple and once you remove control or allow yourself to just go it's okay everything else just seems to just then maybe fall into place a little bit better that oh, you're yeah. able to focus then on something else because you're so caught up in this you know well I think if you're able to let go and actually this can go across all conversations and all situations if you can just let go you have no idea what's waiting to come into your life yeah you know in its place when you let go of that control that is literally grasping you by the neck taking such a firm grip on you yeah destroying you 
um, and just let all the lovely stuff come in and that goes for everything yeah you know just and relax about it yeah I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that yeah. I've learned since having a baby like yeah. it's it's a really beautiful difficult lesson but yeah. I think it's it's been really powerful and your situation is it will be completely different to mine Absolutely. to Mary's to yes. like you do you have to give yourself the um the respect self-respect actually of just being in your own skin and and going well what is right for me what's yeah. not right for me what's right for my baby what's right for us as a family and leave it at that Chat to you next week. Yes, I can't wait. All right, keep on rocking. Bye.